Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, Kathy, happy uh, Monday. Happy uh, Monday. It's yeah. good to see you. Here we are in uh, uh, getting uh, mid-July and uh, been interesting summer. Boy, it sure goes fast, doesn't it? Uh, it goes really fast. You are so right. Uh, but we get to uh, experience and, and do this uh, regularly. It's fun for us. Um, you know, we've talked about uh, finding truth in a world of chaos. Um, and two things we've been following uh, is Israel. Uh, what's going on with that, which which will have, uh, you know, just uh, interesting uh, information for our, particularly for our end time discussion, but uh, because it's so central to uh, everything that goes on uh, that, you know, there's lots of things happening on. We've talked about uh, the fact that a new government is now in place. Uh, so Netanyahu is out, Bennett is in, um, and um, Hamas already, and remember Hamas is the, uh, uh, Muslim group that occupies the Gaza Strip, south south of Jerusalem, at the border of of Egypt, uh, and so they have a, a stronghold there, and that's where they launch their rockets from, um, and that's what <laughs> when Netanyahu uh, had that attack, he basically went and uh, you know annihilated him. So it's something uh, I, I can bring up today, and something really interesting about that. So um, they did a ceasefire brokered by Egypt. Uh, with the new government, they've already, what they do is they send in these drone balloons. Uh, the in, those, are those the incendiary balloons incendiary, that I've been hearing about? Balloons. Okay. Uh, so they yeah. float, float them up and uh, let them, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, damage things. So they didn't, they didn't launch a big attack. Uh, so Israel didn't really respond much other than just shoot them down. Um, but they didn't, they didn't reattack them. But what's happening is, um, because Israel came, came against them. Um, and I don't know if you remember, remember seeing that, uh, building that collapsed. Did you see that on your, uh, YouTube at all? Did you watch that? I did not. No. Um, okay. Well, you remember the pictures of nine 11, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, um, Israel, uh, is so technically, uh, capable that uh, they located where the Hamas uh, basically headquarters was, which is in a right. it's in a very like a 12, 14, 15 story office building. Um, by the way, <laughs> uh, PBS was also headquartered there, um, and uh, that's strategic on Hamas's part, correct? Yeah, so they typically they typically try to put they, their offices somewhere that would keep they, they, people from they, wanting to attack. They them. typically try to go near schools, uh, regular office buildings, you know, et cetera, so that they are only just one of of others, right? Uh, generally speaking, and, and so uh, Israel, uh, they did uh, send uh, a head, a warning to everybody in the building. Your your building's going to be destroyed. You need to leave. And they, and by the way, they all did. And of course, PBS said, "Well, we're shocked. We didn't know that Hamas was here, which is a complete fabrication, by the way, because um, there's lots of evidence that they actually knew that they actually reported that they were there a couple of years ago." So anyway, um, they fire these missiles, um, and the building collapses like the nine eleven buildings did, just from the top down. Nothing else around it. Right. Just the building comes down. Um, so they had destroyed the, uh, their headquarters, uh, lots of depots, lots of supplies, um, and therefore different places around the city. Well, <laughs> Hamas has appealed to the United Nations uh, to um, have it re rebuilt and have it funded by other people. Oh, uh, I did not realize that. Yeah. Uh, and so there's some other Muslim countries that have agreed uh, to provide them money uh, so that they can rebuild and uh, they can actually, it's interesting, they want to get their paychecks 
which Hamas didn't have the money for. So they're asking for that to happen. Well, Israel, um, you know, again, this is super clever on what they do, but um, they agreed to it uh, as long as the Palestinian Authority, which remember is the one that's in Israel. Uh, right. So it's not Hamas. It's the Palestinian Authority that is trying to get along with Israel. Um, they said if they administer it, we'll we'll go ahead and support it um, because they don't want the money taken for them to buy more weapons. Um, and they want to control it. Okay, use it for rebuilding, but you can't use it for weapons that <laughs> then shoot us down. Um, and right. so Hamas said no. Uh, we're so not, is Israel contributing to this as well, Isra or, Israel, or they're just monitoring? They're, they're contributing, but it's primarily these Muslim countries, and there's a fund. Okay. Uh, fund, um, yeah, But Israel is uh, trying to block Hamas themselves being the sole arbiter of the money because they know from past history that they'll take the money and buy weapons from, from Iran <laughs> right. to, to attack okay. Israel. So they're trying to... Say, you know, hey, if you're going to do this, do it for truly rebuilding and humanitarian needs. Hamas has said, no, uh, we're not doing that. And um, uh, there's an escalation again with a threat of Hamas saying, well, you know what? We're just going to go after attacking you again. Um, so it's an interesting game. Uh, this being this being and now this is they're doing this with a new leader in Israel as well. So and a, and a new leader to it'll see. It'll be interesting to see what the response looks like. See, and uh, you know what how what, he plays out, what he does uh, with that. Yeah. Um, uh, and so there's lots of things. And then on top of it, um, this is brand new news. Um, Israel, uh, I think you're familiar with what's called the Iron Dome. Yes. Um, and it's a a technology that uh, again. Uh, when a missile comes up into their crosses their border, uh, there's a there's a uh, uh, basically a system that determines is this going to hit something in population and or is it going to hit somewhere in the desert or unpopulated area, and they make a the the system itself makes a decision. Right. Uh, yeah, and, you described this well in some of the earlier podcasts yeah. when they were in the midst of this um, yeah. whatever it was ten yeah. or eleven day war. Yeah. And then the ones that are going to hit. Um, they have these, these young kids basically playing a video game and shoot them down. You know, it's kind of with joysticks, they shoot them down. Uh, and they're like 90. They were in the, in the when they had 2,000 a day, uh, they were 90, like 98, 99% accurate of shooting them down. Uh, well, uh, this week they've tested Israel, a complete brand new system that is even more sophisticated than the Iron Dome uh, using lasers. Uh, to shoot things down, so it's a it's a more sophisticated video game. Uh, they successfully uh, tested it and it worked. So within the next several months, uh, certainly within a year, they'll replace the Iron Dome with this new technology that is the premier technology of the world uh, in terms of defense. Wow. Um, yeah. And it's, it's strictly a defense mechanism. It's, they don't mm -hmm. use it. They don't use it to attack anybody else. They just use it to protect protect themselves. So that that happened this last week. Um, so it's really, really interesting over there. Um, uh, so we're going to, we have to watch so that's it. going to gradually phase in. Is that, is that your understanding? So right now the iron dome is still in place. Iron dome's in will... place. Uh, they've tested it. What they'll do is they'll keep testing it, uh, to verify that it's actually better than the iron dome. Okay. And then if it is, yeah, they'll, they'll put it in, uh, they won't do it piecemeal. They'll put the whole thing in, uh, okay. uh, and it'll be, uh, working. So, uh, they're quite clever. Um, so anyway, that's what's happening over in Israel and uh, lots, lots to walk, watch uh, to see because Bennett, we know, has compromised to get his coalition. So we'll, we don't know yet what those are. Right. Uh, and so we'll see how strong he stands on, you know, Israel's sovereignty and the land and the Palestinians and the two, two state solution. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Uh, and then on the economy. Uh, the inflation has been, in essence, verified. Yes, yes, we're experiencing, yeah, it's it's really rapidly increasing inflation, which, by the way, isn't surprising because they've been printing money uh, for so long now that it's it's a natural byproduct of that. Mm -hmm. uh, when you pump money into the system, without particularly without raising the interest rates, 
uh, at the Fed level uh, or the central banking, uh, the result is going to be inflation. Um, so it's going to cost more to uh, you know do things and receive things uh, and buy Which things. Which we are all experiencing firsthand yeah. right now, yeah. for sure. Yeah, you can uh, anywhere. Particularly, you go to restaurants, uh, go mm-hmm. to food stores, uh, goods. Uh, every everything is is more expensive. Um, and you and it's and it's travel not, right now is crazy too. Yeah, and it's yeah. Um, um, it's really noticeable. Uh, so it's not just oh yeah, that's a little bit more expensive. I mean, begin remember the statistics take a while to catch up, but mm-hmm. in our re- real buying. You know, we we see this uh, pretty significant increases uh, that is kind of surprising to us. Like, ooh, uh, they really raise the price on this. Uh, you know, particular things. So uh, it's happening, uh, and uh, because of it, uh, the investments that we have or the uh, the marginal income is going to shrink for sure, unless we keep up with more uh, pay. Uh, but the the question is going to be, well, what investments? Are going to keep ahead of that. We got to actually get a question uh, from one of our readers on that. Of, uh, you know, here, here's where I'm at. Uh, I do have some investments. I do have some cash. Uh, what should we put it in? Um, so again, as we as we share is uh, uh, when you're seeking God's will. Which, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna kind of start a, a new path today of how do that how does that work? But that's going to take time. We we do have, uh, and I can actually put this up here. Um, on our um, website, um, uh, you can go to our website, and uh, it's uh, uh, AFJ. Uh, uh, oh, I got to turn it on. <laughs> mm-hmm. There we go. Um, you can go to uh, uh, www.afjministry.com. You can go to either our online school, and we have a course called Discerning God's Will. Uh, or you can go to the book section. There's a book actually written uh, that's uh, basically the same material, just in book form. Uh, so you can order either of those uh, if you want to get a head start on it. Uh, but uh, as with anything, um, it's not a matter of, uh, you know, and, and I know economics really well, and I know investments really well. Well, you don't, you don't, <laughs> you don't, don't want to hear what I have to say. It's, uh, well, go do this. Um, that's what everybody's trying to look for. Uh, what right. should I, what should I do? What should I do? Um, and look for some somebody that says, "Well, I know," and then do this. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I can I can give you some thoughts about where to go. But the, and here's the cool thing, uh, which is what you and I are trying to teach everyone is, well, God knows the answer, right? Uh, and it's by the way unique you, to your circumstances, unique unique yeah. to you uh, that God doesn't say, yeah, everybody should you know, invest in metals or you should go to real estate or you should do this or do that. And that's my answer universally. Uh, it's the, remember, we're on a path. Right. Uh, and it's a unique path. Uh, and God, see, God knows everything about us in terms of, you know, your your uh, ability in terms of your cash, your investments, where you stand, what else, other things you got going. Including uh, who is around you. Um, in terms of your community that he has you in and what resources you may be able to have and share and barter, exactly. you know, anything like yeah, that. So exactly. that is why it is so unique. Yes. It really is unique. Yeah. Uh, so if you look at it in a simple way, which is actually we're going to get into uh, today, uh, is that, uh, first of all, the question is a fantastic question. Yes. Uh, and one that's on a lot of people's mind right now. Yeah, because sure. uh, remember, in the Holy Spirit, uh, the way he works is... I'm trying to alert you and show you something um, that I want you to pay attention to. So somebody is, is, okay, uh, what's changing? Well, uh, inflation is changing. Uh, That's not, see, it it hasn't been that way for a long time, uh, 12, 13 years. We've had had no inflation. Uh, Now, by the way, it's not really pure because, as you know, (laughs) Over 12 years, you've been to the grocery store and eh, you have seen prices rise. But by and large, salaries have kept up with it, and you know there, there's just been a trend. So it's not been a devastating thing. By no, no, it actually hasn't yeah. harmed us in terms of limiting our ability to buy things, uh, right? Because uh, that's how it plays out for us. So, 
um, well, there's a change. Uh, and because of the policies of the government and what they've been doing and, and keep borrowing more debt and printing more money, um, the result is known and it's going to be inflation. Um, and, and they've verified it, uh, that it's going to be inflation. Okay, so with that, God says, well, do you understand that? Yes. Um, now the next question, what should I do? Mm-hmm. Um, and see that what, what a lot of people say is, well, I'll just do whatever and whatever happens, happens, and I'm not going to pursue anything. Well, you you can get harmed by that. You can, you can be making foolish decisions because of, and I, and I look at it as laziness, uh, well, I don't want to take the time to find out the answer from God. So, and we'll talk about some of the reasons why. So I'll just, whatever happens, happens. Um, and by the way, there's an interesting uh, false thought about that for Christians. Whatever happens, happens is God's will. And God is good and God's in control. So anything that happens to me is going to be whatever. Um, and by the way, if I suffer, well, then that was intended by God. Um, and he says... No, um, uh, I have a, a will for you, and it's unique to you. And I can give you the covenant life regardless of the circumstances. But you're gonna you're gonna have to be on my path. You're gonna have to walk with me. And everything that happens is not my will. Uh, and again, it's really simple um, uh, that I use because people make the statement to him. I said, okay, um, let's take two Christians that are get married. Um, and they're believers. They get married. We know something about God's uh, desire and purpose and will for them. But and, and what is that for that marriage? What does God want that marriage to become? For that to be a beautiful covenant that yeah. represents Him and yes. his, his love for us. Yeah, it's it's even it's even uh, deeper than just you know you, you are going to enjoy each other, but you are going to be a representative of me and the church. Um, right. And I've used that. Uh, and by the way, it is not good that man and woman be alone and you're supposed to become one and all these things. Uh, well, that's not fuzzy in scripture. Okay. Well then how do 50, 60% of Christian marriages wind up separated and in divorce? You, you see, you can't, you can't look at it and say, I guess that was God's will. Whatever happens, happens. And God says, no, that's, that's not so. Um, I do not will you. I didn't, I didn't have you get married and then will you to get divorced. That's not me. Whatever he says, what God puts together, let no man put asunder. And I think sometimes even when people recognize that's not God's will, they do also use the redemption and restoration value of God as a crutch to let them off the hook for seeking God's will. (laughs) Right. You know, well, God can turn everything to good. So I'm going to go ahead and stay in self and then I'll let him come back. And, and yes, he can. Um, but we're missing a whole segment of what he desires for us and the blessing and the abundance that he has for us in staying. In, well, even, in even, will. even then, uh, for the restoration, it's going to be, well, I can do that, but you're still going to have to walk with me right, <laughs> for me to right. do that. Yeah. Um, it's not automatic. Um, so that as you're looking at, uh, a very solid, uh, legitimate question. I see something changing. God says, yep, you see it correctly. Uh, now your next question is, well, what, what, what should I do? And God right. says, uh, come and seek me. Uh, let me give you the answer. Let me guide you into the truth, um, which I will, and, and believe that I have the answer and I'll get you that answer as it relates to you and your path and what I have for you which again, don't look at universal answers, but rather they're going to be unique to us, uh, which is beautiful. And I even think of that verse, you know, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. And there's, there's really three parts in there. There's the, he's speaking and, and we're hearing, but there's the, I know them. I, I, you know, God speaking, I know your circumstance. I know what's around the corner for you personally. I know your resources. I know this. And as you listen to me, you know, we come under and we follow him. So there's so much there that is truly personal right. in the instruction. Right. Uh, and as you, as we go through this discussion of discerning God's will, and you could go to the course or uh, online um, uh, book, uh, is that uh, the scriptures give us a beautiful uh, a way. Well, this is how you discover God's will. Um, and then as you understand that, you start enjoying 
uh, that, well, I had this legitimate question. He's alerted me to something. Um, uh, the Spirit will guide us into that truth. I expect the answer, and I can hardly wait to enjoy what he's going to have to show me. And see, everything flips uh, from, I got to get it, I got to get it, I got to get it. I'll probably make a mistake. What if I make a mistake? To, well, why don't you just enjoy receiving it, and God will... God takes the responsibility of giving you the answer. Uh, and that's what we're going to try to help you understand in this. So uh, Kathy and I have been uh, discussing, you know, the role of the Holy Spirit. Uh, he's going to guide you into all truth. Um, and we talked about the abiding and camping out and things that God just says, I, I just want to reveal myself to you. I want to help you learn something. I think, Kathy, uh, you've been... Uh, uh, abiding in uh, doulos, uh, being, right. becoming, becoming a servant. Hey, by the way, I want you to understand that you're my daughter and um, and you're camping out in that. Uh, so something that God says, I want to show you who I am in this relationship um, and what what your role is. Um, and so how, how long have you been in that now? Oh, it's been a while. I um, I don't even know. I'd have to look back and see. But it's it's been well over a month a few months probably yeah. now it's, it's been a good process of the year. Cause he's kind of circled back now. And I think I shared with you, you know, as he says, you know, now don't forget it's daughter first, then do loss. And the daughter part circled back to the beginning of the year. So now he's lacing that through and even, you know, taking me into Mark three, 13 to 15. And he's had me spending some time in there on how he, you know, chose the disciples and invited them to be with him and then sent them out. And, yeah. and the importance of the with him, you know, that's that daughter than do loss even. And so yeah. there, he continues to layer this out. Yeah. So as, as we're uh, abiding in this, something that God is speaking to us, which is going to be can't what I call camping out, uh, being in scripture, journaling, memorizing scripture, processing it. Um, uh, we, I had a, a, a retreat recently and they were learning abiding and uh, we had a reunion and the question came up of, Okay, well, I did that, you know, and again, it's, it's, I got to help people say, you don't do abiding, you, you are abiding, you are in relationship, it's not something you do, uh, you're in relationship, so when, you know, are you enjoying the relationship, but it's like, okay, I did it, I studied those verses, I cross-referenced, um, uh, and then I, 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 I didn't have any more life to it, so I just, I kept looking for something else, what should I do? Um, and I said, well, um, the reason you're not experiencing life is that you are getting back to intellectually studying the Bible, uh, doing it a system. And I said, uh, God hasn't released you yet from what he uh, invited you to learn about him uh, and, and his uh, life for you. And the reason that you went away from the life that you were experiencing to now dryness is because you're you've drifted into system, you've drifted into elect, and God see hasn't hasn't released you. And again, the two questions that God's going to ask us as we're abiding, like He's going to ask Kathy, "Do you believe it?" Um, and then, "Are you experiencing it?" And right. you and you know, and you understood this that uh, well. First of all, there's no rush to do it, and and you are realizing that however long He needs me here. I'm going to stay and receive it. And, and you're still getting life every single day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he, you know, and he's layered in additional scriptures that go with it, but the concept, he continues to build the concept for me. And those questions that you're saying, those are really important questions. Do you believe it? And are you experiencing it? Because I think sometimes we stop with the, do we believe it? Right. And, <laughs> and something honestly for the last, um, two, maybe almost three weeks now, he continues to hammer on um, Psalms 103, one to five. And I shared that with you, but one of those, that's one of the things that he's talking to me about in that is, you know, this, that those verses list out um, qualities of who he is benefits of being a daughter of his. And it's okay. So you believe these, are you experiencing these and are you experiencing them right now? And he's even using one of those, um, He's using all of them to, to refine things. But one of them in particular, um, in verse five, it says, you know, that he, he satisfies our mouth with good things mm -hmm. so that our youth is renewed like the Eagles. 
And he actually has taken that over the last couple of weeks and said, okay, I know you believe that, but I also know you believe a lie in conjunction with that. You believe that in your head and in terms of my health and, and diet and that sort of thing, he has said, um, you know, do you believe he really revealed to me this lie that I was believing that if I'm going to be healthy, then I am giving up something yeah. that what I have is going to be less than. And, and he said, your whole life, really, you have believed that being healthy is going without. And what this verse says is that I give good things that satisfy for your mouth and renew. And that satisfies to fully satiate. So that lie that's revealed is, you know, that what I want is better than what he wants for me. Right. And so I have used that. He's continued to keep me in that and remind me, you know, actually he's teaching me to eat more creatively mm. um, and to find things that, you know, even when I went on that New Orleans trip, he's like, you know, he kept bringing that verse to mind. He's like, do you trust me that you don't have to have what you think is satisfying? I'm going to show you some flavors and some arrangements of things that are so much better for your body and are much more satisfying than what you think. And mm. I'm watching him reverse some things in my health, which is beautiful. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and as we're doing that, um, you're enjoying that uh, path that God has you on. Uh, and then while you're doing that, uh, all of us have uh, questions. We have decisions we're making. We have uh, what I call unresolved issues that are um, uh, what we would call our prayer list. Uh, well, I'm praying about. Um, and typically our prayer is, well, here's my list, God. Um, Take care of it. I hope you do. Mm -hmm. Whatever happens, happens. I guess that's your will. Uh, and God says, no, uh, bring those to me uh, and uh, let me start processing them so that uh, what we're going to share over these next uh, weeks and months about uh, discerning God's will is not a replacement for the abiding, uh, what we call the abiding, which is something that God is revealing to you uh, that he's having you understand of his path of transformation or his promises mm -hmm. that he's working on for you. Um, so while you're doing that, um, there's this other element of, well, we're, we're doing life. And life involves decisions. And life involves change. And life involves things that are happening that we can't solve ourselves. Uh, and that's, that's called then oh, take that to God and he's got an answer for those things and we'll give you these answers. Uh, and so our, our question that we're going to start pursuing is, well, what exactly, you know, is that, uh, and is that something that I can learn, um, uh, and experience? And the answer is, yeah. And that's what we're going to, we're going to take you through. Now let's start with, um, a real simple question. Um, uh, and I, I have some, uh, you know, answers of people that have told me. But the question, Kathy, is uh, why do so few people have any thought that you can discern God's will? What are what are some of the things that you think of? And I, I can add some uh, to our discussion. Mm -hmm. But there's a lot of people that just don't think it's possible. Well, I think there's there's an underlying premise also that they don't think it's important enough that God cares about it. Therefore, there's no reason to bother to ask because I'm too little on his radar to, for him to be concerned about this. And so there's that element of it for yeah, sure. Yeah. And think about uh, what you just said, which I think is a big one. Um, see, our picture of God is he's out there, omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent. He's dealing with the big stuff. Uh, right. And I'm, I'm nobody. You know, I'm, uh, mm -hmm. aren't I supposed to just do my best? Um, and he doesn't really care to that level um, because if you if you line everything up that that God has to do, you know I'm at the very bottom of that, and you know I'm certainly he doesn't have that specific of stuff. Um, and the uh, the interesting thing about that uh, is that when you consider believer, who do we have within us? The Holy Spirit. Yeah. See, we have God within us. Yeah. Uh, and it is personal uh, and it is unique. And he says, um, I, I can do both. I can, I can handle. I am uh, big enough for this. <laughs> I can handle the big stuff and I can handle your stuff. Uh, and by mm -hmm. the way, I want to handle your stuff. Um, I have a desire for it um, so that 
uh, not important enough. Another another one that I've heard is that isn't it just really unknowable? Um, can you mm. can anybody really know God's will? Uh, isn't it so lofty and so mysterious that um, I just can't know it? And he might have a will. It isn't his job to just execute his will uh, uh, on his own. And he says, no, um, uh, I, I do know it, uh, and I want you to know it. And the Spirit is going to guide you to know it. Right, uh, and that really comes back to John 16, 13 to 15, that yeah. we spent so much time on. Yeah. Um, that, that, that is his job. That's the beauty. You know, the Holy Spirit does that for us. Yes. Um, and then another, another one is, um, well, doesn't he just, uh, uh, open and close doors? You know, doesn't he just take care of everything? Um, cause you know, I'm, I'm his child. And so just, if you don't want me to do something, just stop it. And there you want me to do something. And that's you know. the huge, what you're saying right there, that is probably one of the most common prayers I hear or default positions that I hear Christians have is, you know, I'm going to keep going and just ask God to close the doors that need to be closed and open the doors that need to be opened. Yeah. And, and we're going to rest in that. And I think the reality is they don't expect to truly hear from him except through that. And so, or, or don't know how to do, or don't know how to, I'm not sure which, but it, either way, the expectation that he's going to speak specifically by something other than circumstance is not there. Right, right. And the uh, great example, there's lots of them in scripture, but um, uh, Abraham, um, Ishmael and Isaac and Hagar, so, um, God had given him a promise. Um, you are going to be the father of many nations and you'll have a, a child by your wife. Um, and they weren't having one. Um, so they decided, well, I guess we should just go have, have Hagar. Um, and I'll have a, I'll have a baby with Hagar. Um, you know, isn't that a good idea? And, and what we understand about that is God, see, didn't intervene. He didn't say, well, I'm, there was no closed door there. You're right. I'm going to, I'm going to stop it because it's not my will. And we know later it specifically was not his will because after the baby's born and they basically have, uh, the mistake they made was they didn't go to God, uh, with, well, I guess we should. And they did. God didn't stop him. Um, and later he says, by the way, that's not the son of promise. Um, and you guys made a mistake. Uh, and uh, you're going to have to cast him out. And do you not, are you willing to believe me that I can deliver to you the, the, the son? And by the way, that time, uh, Abraham said, well, <laughs> Sarah's uh, past menopause. She can't have a baby. And I'm, I uh, you know, don't have any capability uh, sexually to do that. So... How is that going to happen? God says, I, I can do things supernaturally. I can, I can make things right. happen. Um, are, you, are you willing to you know, believe me? Uh, and so we knew that it wasn't his will to have Ishmael. Uh, and uh, there's both Old and New Testament verses that support that. Uh, Galatians uh, 3 and 4, by the way, is uh, um, one of those uh, places that Paul goes into that description. Uh, and because of it, it, it wasn't that well... God stopped him. That's eh, not my will, so I'm going to stop you. No. Uh, God said, if you don't have a heart to listen and follow me, I, I, you're off, you're off going to suffer consequences of your own choices, which, right. is, which is why that God's will is so wonderful, uh, is that I have a beautiful will for you. Do you have a heart to follow me? Uh, don't think it's unknowable. Don't think it's too difficult. Don't think you're, um, you know, you're not worthy of it. Because uh, you're my child and I live within you. Um, and a lot of people say, well, isn't that for super spiritual people? You know, like pastors and, you know, TV guys and book writers. And, you know, don't they, don't, are, it, maybe they can get it, but I don't. Uh, doesn't it require special wisdom? And God says, no. Uh, again, uh, it's, it's not uh, a gifting from somebody, somebody that is supposedly more sophisticated or learned. It's rather, do you have a heart to hear me? Uh, and I'll guide and you. And it's being uh, tuned in to the Holy Spirit, period. Yes, yeah, yeah. That, that just heart to know and listening, you know. Yes. Uh, and there's a, this, uh, as we start this, uh, there's actually a verse that speaks to this uh, about uh, the, the problem of this and the consequence of this. So if you'll uh, read uh, Psalm 106, 
uh, verses 13 and 14. Um, and uh, let's read and see what it, what it says, but it's, it lays it out very clearly. But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but they had a wanton craving in the wilderness and put God to the test in the desert. Yeah. Uh, so um, uh, it says that they didn't wait uh, to receive God's will. Uh, mm. They just decided on their own, um, I'm going to go do uh, this. Uh, and it said they put God to the, to the test. Right. Uh, and that is, and here's the test. And this is why this verse is so critical for us to start with, uh, is their test was, I'm going to go do this. Would you bless what I'm going to do? Um, and they're testing God because what, what, and think about the interesting thing that happens there is what we're doing is we're flipping it and saying, well, I, I know better and I'm, I've decided my plan. So God, if you're really there and if you're really who you say you will, you'll do what I want you to do. And let me see. And if you do, yeah, then I'll believe it. Then, then I'll uh, accept it. But if you don't, uh, I guess you didn't care or you have a different way of doing it or uh, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, but I'll wait until you do what I want. And, mm. God, and God says, you, you can't put me to the test. Uh, it limits my ability to give you my will because you're, you flipped it and you said, well, you're really God and you want me to serve you. And he said it doesn't right. doesn't work that way. Um, and That's again, interesting. It, go ahead. I was just gonna say it's interesting that you bring that up. I was just in a conversation with a couple last night who um, is is leading a group through abiding and had spoken with a one of the couples in the group is really struggling with the concept of neutral. Yeah, <laughs> of going to neutral. And um, and so we were having conversation last night about how how neutral is really all about surrender. And um, the wife in particular, I guess, was really struggling with the idea of, but if it's not what I want, why should I have to do that? <laughs> and and was was struggling to really get the idea. And so one of the conversations we had is, you know, there's some there's some trusting God in that um, that is actually at the root of that. It's not even so much. Um, a hard concept with neutral as a hard concept with does is there a belief that God's will is best and none better? Exactly. Because if we truly believe that, then we're willing to wait for his counsel. Right. Then we're willing to seek his counsel and we're willing to surrender our own to his. Right. Uh, and that's where the, uh, the difficulty in people even considering uh, seeking God's will is that, um, well, I've been let down. Um, and I don't believe that God's will is best and none better because I haven't experienced it. Matter of fact, what I've experienced seems to be a lot of trouble, a lot of, a lot of pain, disappointment, uh, brokenheartedness, all these things that, uh, I thought life was going to be better. And when they told me, you know, receive Christ as my Lord and savior, that life was going to get better and it really hasn't. Um, and so, uh, you know, why would I trust God? Uh, and I might as well just do it myself and figure it out myself, uh, which is an interesting place because the experience is I believed or wanted to believe that God was in charge and everything was well, everything was his will. But it certainly hasn't worked that way to me, but I've attributed the problems to God, see? And so if I, if I right. get, if I, if Rather I get than owning any, of yeah, it. well, the fact that, it, that God doesn't function that way, that he mm -hmm. invites us to his will, but he doesn't force it. Um, and, right. he, and he doesn't also guarantee it, uh, that my beautiful will is going to be fulfilled by you. <laughs> and again, it's really simple. Um, as we start to understand this is, uh, I have a beautiful path for you. And uh, it's me leading and you following. And he said, so if you want to experience this beautiful best and none better, uh, you kind of got to be with me. Um, and you got to go to neutral and you got to surrender your will and uh, believe that I'm going to deliver best and none better, the covenant life. I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Uh, well, when people have, a, have a, a, a skewed view of that through my own experiences, there's a disconnect of, 
why would I want to be willing to do that? Because I don't really, and when you get down to the depth of it, see God being that good. Right. Um, so um, it, it seems to me I would be better off trying to figure out life on my own and accepting that it's going to be problematic and it'd be difficult. Um, and God says, well, are you willing to learn a new way? Uh, because in, in this verse, uh, in Psalm 106, it says, they didn't wait. And, and the word there is, they didn't spend any time pursuing the counsel of God. They just decided, um, I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm gonna just do what I want to do, and I really don't care because I, I think my way is better than God's way. Yeah. And by the way, it said they, they suffered um, and they limited God because they, they tested God with, you know, I want to be God and I want you, God, to do what I want you to do. And God right. says, God, I can't do that. And I think it's even interesting when you look at the beginning of that verse, you know, the second part says they did not wait for his counsel, but the first part tells a lot of the why, but they soon forgot his works. Yeah. <laughs> they forgot who he was. They yeah. forgot his faithfulness. They forgot that he was trustworthy. They forgot that he was provider. They forgot that he was healer. Yes. They forgot those things. And, and in that forgetting, then they, they went on to move to their own will, their own ideas and move forward with that. And the enemy is very good at distracting us right. and getting us to forget those things yeah. as well. We'll get it. We'll get into that. Uh, but yeah, in this case, they remember they had crossed the Red Sea and they had the great miracle of, of, uh, of being saved from the Egyptians, growing across on dry ground, um, having uh, the, you know, the life now of freedom. Uh, that they experienced, and God said, "Okay, let's go to the Promised Land. That's what my will is to go take you to the Promised Land, uh, and all, everything is beautiful there. And, and we're, I'm going to give you this grand life." And they looked at it and said, "Well, these these uh, 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 nations that occupy the the Canaan, the, Canaan the, the Promised Land, are too powerful, too big, and we're never going to make it. So um, I think we should just stop, you know, and we're not going to go. As a matter of fact, they they." they they even said, this is in Numbers chapter uh, 14, 1 to 4. Uh, they say, uh, why don't we just go back to Egypt? Um, what, by the way, they were in slavery. There. They thought it was better there. It was better there. And, and why don't we just do that? And the interesting thing, there's a funny thing about that. Um, how did they get out of Egypt? What, what happened that they were able to escape Egypt? What did God do? He delivered all kinds of miracles. Yeah. That was the parting of the parting, you know, okay, so. parting of the Jordan. Where are we at? Jordan, Red Sea. Yeah, the Red Sea. So, um, if if they <laughs> and this is really this is really hilarious. Uh, let's go back to Egypt. Okay, if they, if they were going to go back to Egypt, what would be required? He would have to do that. Yeah, again. he'd have to do it again. <laughs> uh, he'd have to do another miracle to get you back to slavery. And it's like right, you know, even if it's like. Well, that doesn't even make sense. Um, why would you not want to keep going with God, what he just did? And, and they forgot immediately that stuff, and they focused on my problem. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. Matter of fact, what they attributed to God was, I guess he brought us out here to kill us. Mm. And why would he do that? And they made a statement. And God said, I never said that. What did I tell you? I'm taking you to the promised land. I'm not, I didn't bring you here to kill you. I bring you to the promised land. Uh, interesting enough, by the way, he preserved them the whole time. They died naturally. Uh, uh, of uh, everybody, and this is interesting: two million people, about two million people, except two guys, Joshua and Caleb, who believed. Uh, right. They all died in the wilderness. Uh, never more than eleven miles from the promised land, living in he literally hell, uh, God-forsaken place, where uh, they were protected with a cloud by day, so they weren't burned up. Uh, and they had fire by now, so they didn't get super cold. But they lived miserably uh, right. and wandered around that whole time. And they all died. Everybody died of natural causes. Um, and when they all died, the next generation, who was born in the wilderness, uh, and they've never even understood uh, either place. So they didn't know Egypt. And they also didn't know the Promised Land. They were living in, right. they were born in the wilderness. Uh, and God said, well, do you guys want to go? My will is to now still there. Let's go. Are you, are you willing to go? Right. And they said. And interestingly, didn't, there was a segment of them even. There's a, a 
large group that did go into the promised land, but there was a segment who said, ah, I'm comfortable here. This is what I know. Yeah, I'll take this side. And they, <laughs> I'll take this side. They took what they knew rather than yeah. what was promised to okay, them. Okay, yeah. now, now think about that, what you just said. Um, God said, everybody's going to the promised land. But a bunch of them said, ah, eh, we'll just settle with this. Right. What did God do? He allowed them to. He said, okay. He did not manipulate them to, you yeah. know, those who wanted to go got to go. And those who wanted to stay in what was comfortable and mediocre got to stay right there. Yeah. So that's what we're trying to get to the, the simplicity of that, uh, that um, God said, my will is to, is to give you this phenomenal experience in life. Um, I invite you to join me in that. And, and a, the first group, we're not going at all. Um, we're not waiting for your counsel. We're just doing our own thing, and uh, we're demanding that you do what we want. And God says, well, then you've limited uh, anything, and we're not going. They all died. Everybody died outside this will, except Joshua and Caleb, who believed. So two million people uh, did not experience God's will, and they lived a miserable life. Uh, the next generation... Uh, he said, are you willing to go? Yes, we're willing to go. Okay, let's go. But a group says, well, we'll just settle over here. Well, this is acceptable. Um, mm -hmm. No, we're not. I'm not really going to go across. Let's just, I'll just take this. And at that moment, see, God didn't say, well, look, my will is this. So I'm going to make you go. Um, he said, okay, if that's your choice, that you don't have a heart to go with me, then you can stay there and not experience everything that I have for you. Um, and that's why we're trying to give this clarity about this is that it matters. Right. Um, and God has a will uh, and it's specific and it's unique to you. And um, it's an invitation to, I will deliver to you, God speaking, uh, the best absolute place that you're going to be blessed to make a blessing. Now, th there is one thing we need to keep throwing in. It doesn't mean I take you out of this evil world and place you Correct. in place you in a bubble, uh, and uh, you never have any any difficulty. He said, "You're going to live in both places. You're living in enemy territory, uh, and that's under the control of the enemy, which we've gone through. Uh, and um, I'm not exempting you from trouble uh, or adversity." Uh, and Jesus said it in John 16, 33. Right after he said about the Holy Spirit is going to guide you into these beautiful places, hey, by the way, in the world you're going to have what? Trouble. Trouble. Uh, tribulation. Uh, and But don't worry. Uh, because of my will, I'm going to get you through it to a place of joy and wonder and, and beauty and adventure if you have a heart to go. But I invite you to it. Uh, and so as we're trying to, to lay this out for everybody uh, is... Uh, God has a will. Uh, it isn't too difficult because it's his responsibility. But think about it. He's got the will, and he can deliver it. So his responsibility is, I have to show you my will so that you, you join me, and the decisions that we make are my decisions. Uh, mm -hmm. And he said, that's my responsibility. And that's why we're going to try to hope, hopefully see that you can flip it from it's not knowable I'm never going to be good at this. Um, I'm sure it requires some special uh, gifting that I don't have. Uh, and um, aren't I just relegated to a life of struggle and pain? Uh, and God said, no, I'm going to come. I've come to give you life and give it to you super abundantly. In a world that's characterized by trouble, yep, you're going to have some trouble. But I have a will through all of that, and it matters. Right. Uh, and I'm not going to force it on you. And everything that happens isn't my will. It's specific to you joining me on my path that I have for you, which is going to be fantastic. And, and I can't say it any, any stronger, but this matters relative to the life you're going to live. Uh, and by the mm -hmm. way, um, uh, following him is part of his uh, desire. And when you go to heaven, heaven meaning uh, I die and, and go to a new dimension, that um, there's a reward that's given, and right. Paul, Paul speaks about this, is that you could have your whole life burned up as wood, hay, stubble, because you, you never followed me. 
or you could have the joy of following me at the abundant life now and the beautiful rewards that you're going to get in heaven. Right. So th this really matters. So, um, uh, you know, we, we can't say anything uh, clearer on that. Uh, we're going to continue to, to now unpack this as we go through day by day. Um, again, if you have questions, uh, certainly uh, send them to us on the YouTube. You can put in the comments section or email us. Uh, like the question we had about what do I do with investments? Uh, uh, questions at afjministry.com, questions at afjministry.com. Uh, and we'll answer specifically as well as uh, share on the, on the air things that we can uh, to help you understand it. But it's going to be quite fun uh, yeah. to walk through this. And remember those questions, those questions that you have. And as we start unpacking how you discern God's will, those questions that you have are the are an invitation to intimacy. Yes. There's he wants to use right where you're at to grow relationship with you and to grow trust and and just to really reveal more of his character and more of who he is to you. And it's a beautiful process. So it's fun to have these questions. He can handle them all. And it's a joy for us to be able to help lead you through them and, and learn how to hear from him. Yep. Um, and uh, as Kathy and I particularly Kathy says often, is uh, this is going to be a really important series uh, on helping people understand how to live God's life. So we really encourage you to spread the news, uh, get your friends to listen. Uh, this could be the mo one of the most important uh, lessons that we all learn, and we all need to learn it, uh, and because it really does matter. So we encourage you to tell a friend and uh, invite a friend to this series that we're going to start here now. Uh, on God's will. So we uh, wish you well. And Kathy, we'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Sounds great. Have a great afternoon. Yeah, Thanks for joining us, everyone. Yep. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.